long story short, you, you missed me, but you were dating, right? No, I wasn't dating. You were, you know, until you now, my wife would not believe me. He invited, I was not talking dating. about he invited some lady to church, but they weren't dating. I'm like, who are you just randomly asking to church? That's all I'm going to say. No, I Let's, wasn't dating. Let until me, now, she doesn't. And, no. <laughs> but nevertheless, I nevertheless, I was. I'll put it out there. I no, was she dating. Was dating. I ain't got time for it. Um, But what, what happened was I was actually on a date, and this gentleman that I was with left me <laughs> while we were on the date. We were at a party, and he I'm went sorry. out doing what he had to do. It's relational. Greetings and salutations, our good people. Welcome to another episode of... It's relational. My name is Kimar. My name is Deani. And on today's episode, today's episode, Lord have his mercy. I'm at a loss for words because my cup runs over already. Mere mere <laughs> seconds into the episode, my cup runs over already. Why is that, Danny? Why is that? Let's, let's just just give a little snapshot of the guests we got today. We have special guests here today. Right. Very very special because because of this couple, our union became fruitful. Oof. Our union became solid. Oof. And our union started <laughs> back in 2015. Whoa, 2015? Is it 2015? We got married in 2014, yeah. Sorry, 2014. Already forget. <laughs> wow. Yes. yes, we got married in 2014. And before Deanny kind of hypes up the guests even more, don't forget, as always, to like, comment, subscribe to anything. Um, it's relational. It's relational for your bud. And, you know, we're always going to be here. So talk about who... who Continue, continue, continue. So, as you were saying. Okay, so back in 2014, uh-huh. August 21st to be exact, right. Pastor Pedro, he was the pastor that officiated our marriage. Kaboom! And that was his first marriage officiation, actually. So, that made us feel very special that he came in and blessed us right in, right in Kamar's mother's living room. Yep. Yep. So it was a beautiful time back in the Bronx, the BX, shout out to the BX. Yeah. And I'm sure his wife, Frankie, gave her blessings as well. Mm-hmm. As you know, a man without a woman is is not a man. They need both together. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> See, the enemy be talking. Yes, yes. Yes. <laughs> a man and a woman is the best I a man and a woman is the best union you can find. And especially when it's a blessing from God and the marriage is sacred. Right. Facts, facts. All right. So like Deanne said, you know, we have the couple that truly like officiated, you know, essentially it's relational, if you will, because without the officiation of our wedding or our marriage, we probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, we could have had any other pastor. We could have anybody else um, to do it. But, you know, there's a special blessing when you have um, a certain individual officiate your wedding or your marriage like it's just something special about it so i just have to you know shout out big up all the up top everything to pastor Pedro and wife frankie you know we appreciate you guys so much um that's why we have a longer than normal intro but it's a big deal for us so that's why we want to make sure you know we give you guys all the blessing the kudos the everything up top for you guys and just thank you um from the bottom of our hearts because we're here today because of you Yes, so you're going to bring it up? Okay, I don't mind. All right. So today's special guest, they're actually coming from, and if you haven't checked it out at this point, 
check out the episode and make sure or check out their podcast and make sure you like, comment, subscribe, and everything to them. Their podcast, their platform is called Church Folks Be Talking. Because while it sounds cliche, it's literal. It is literal, 100% literal. And they are now being the unbiased and biased, if you will, when when applies, um, opinion and perspectives when, you know, that needs to just be spoken about. So make sure everybody check out their platform. It's relational, it's relational, sent you, and please enjoy. But without any further ado, I'd like to bring up Pastor Pedro and his lovely wife, Frankie. What's up? Hey, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck. Big up. Big, big up. We're, we're, we're coming all the way live from our living room in Yonkers. In Yonkers. In Yonkers. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we truly appreciate you guys you for having, having us, us here. Yes, yes. What's such a warm introduction. Yes, yes. To the, we can have a whole conversation about 2014. Um, especially for church folks be talking, but definitely one of the highlights of his our first year here was the wedding. I remember it vividly how he smiled from ear to ear um, about just having the opportunity to really do God's work. And you guys blessed him more than you know. And the fruits, the seeds were planted. And look at this harvest. Let me look see what's the coming. Fruit. Yeah, we see the fruit coming. So look at, right. And we got fruit coming. I think I did okay by the grace of God. And then also shout out, um, like we talked off camera, uh, off uh, recording, uh, shout out to my brother Theo, because obviously he's the one who kind of reached out and you know, really helped us because we didn't know what we was doing. We got married at 21. We were just like, oh, hey, don't you just get married, sign a paper, and that's it. And yeah, like, no. we thought you could just do it same day at the courthouse. And they no. said, no, you got to wait 24 hours. And I was like, huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah. 21. Oof, 21. 21. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you know, just shout out to Theo again, my my you know, he, he helped prove that too. So, you know, that's that's my twin, even though we're not, you know, I fraternal, identical, that's my twin. Yeah, he's a great guy. Such a good guy. Yeah, yeah, man. So, wow. Church folks be talking. So there's a lot to go over with you guys. You know, thank you again for, for coming on to, you know, the podcast and being esteemed guests. Uh, before we get into some of the questions and, and, and the nitty gritty of everything, you know, we just want to hear a little bit more about you guys. You know, we can go in, uh, as young people say, we can go in and go crazy. Um, but yeah. we want to hear you guys, you know, talk about a little bit more about, you know, you know, obviously your profession, obviously, um, how long you're married, how you met and where you mm. guys are originally from. So, you know, mm. take it from there. All right. Wh- whose version you want? You want my version or, or Pastor Pedro's version? Um, I I mean, since you're talking, Frankie, I mean, I'll I don't take my version. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll give you the truth, right? I'll give you the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah. Then he'll then he'll slide in his 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 uh grandiose my perception perceptions and whatnot. <laughs> but we we met in 2006. I literally had just moved. Um, I'm a native of Gary, Indiana, so I'm born and raised in the Midwest, home of Michael Jackson. In the Jackson 5. And so I lived in Indianapolis, the capital Indy, and I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, just off a whim in October of 2006. And we met, we first met at our job. We both started working at a social services job in December 2006. And um, 
when I first saw, I'll, I'll give you the good stuff. When I first saw him, I was just over the moon. You know, and they say love at first sight. It literally was. And um, we would have orientation and we would, you know, you'd have. Now she was lost have, my body. I, <laughs> if you said body. I wouldn't be mad if y'all lusted too, okay? <laughs> but we we had orientation. We would all have to sit in chairs together. And so, I, you know, ladies, you know, Black folks, we don't put our purse on the floor. So I put my purse on the chair. And then so everyone would sit elsewhere. And then he would always come in late, which was weird because he's very punctual. But when he would come in, I would move my purse off the chair. And then he had no other resort but to sit there. And he never, we did this for like, orientation was like three weeks and he Sweet. never, he never got it. But every day he'd be like, okay, I'm sitting next to this girl. And then finally a, a mutual friend of ours that we met at the job, um, kind of put some words in his ear because they had worked together. And he was I'm like, you know, talking. Frankie likes you. Yeah. And he was like, what? I think, I thought you liked someone else. And they were like, well, why else do you think you sit next to her every day? You know, wow. for orientation. Yeah. Um, and then we, we started, we started dating in April of that following year. Yeah. Right? And then we were pretty much inseparable, I think. We went to work out. Um, our first date gym. was at the gym. At the gym. We went to wow. Starbucks, Starbucks and we worked out. So yeah. fitness is a big part of our relationship. We really enjoy doing that together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been married for 14 years in August as well. August 2nd. We'll be married for 14 years. All right. Nice. August is a special month, right? Yeah. August <laughs> is. August is. August 2nd, my mom's is August 2nd is my mom's anniversary when she married my dad. Right. And it's my grandparents' anniversary when they got married as well. And mm-hmm. so I wanted to keep that date in mind. So I always knew when I got married, it's gonna be August 2nd. And mm-hmm. the day wow. he actually <laughs> married him, I went straight to my calendar and was like, What day is August 2nd? Um, and it was on a Sunday and my mom was like, no one gets married on a Sunday. And I was like, watch, wow. we're going to go to church on Sunday. The pastor did the service and he came straight to our wedding and well, did his thing. Yes. So I was very yes. determined. Um, but, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm from Gary, Indiana. Where are you from, babe? You know, I'm from my mom. Really? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all from our mom? <laughs> That's yeah. his favorite thing. I'm like, where are you from? From my mom. Uh, no, I was born and raised in Jamaica, St. Mm-hmm. James, Cambridge, New Road. Mm-hmm. Came here in 1986, mm-hmm. April 16th. We'll never forget that. Wow. Yes, I was born and raised in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. Now, pretty much what my wife says is is accurate. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know, I you can't you know, poke no holes in that story. Yeah, but you know, you know, sometimes where God moves, sometimes is beyond us, mm-hmm. right? Because the truth is, I applied for a job at a veteran to be a psychologist mm-hmm. there, and they said I was qualified for the position, but I had to wait like three months. Mm-hmm. So when I was going to orientation with her, I would come in in the morning. I was in an empty chair. It's never done on me. He I thought said, that job was going to be temporary. A little did he so know. I'm thinking, okay, you know, I'm, just waiting, I'm just waiting to get this job here, you know, because my degree was in foster care and counseling. Mm-hmm. So three months passed by, nothing. They said, oh, the job's not available. Wait another three more months. And I've been going to this train and it just dawned on me. I said, why this girl always... Well, it never really dawned on me until after the mm-hmm. fact, to be quite honest with you. Because right. I didn't actually like him like that because I wasn't trying to get into... He wasn't checking for me at all. I wasn't checking for her. 
which mm. is odd because no. everybody be checking for me. <laughs> so, I had, so I was like, what is really happening? Have I lost it? I don't get my, I don't have mojo in Kentucky like that. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, when I, when I met her, we were co-worker. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, one thing that stood out for me and I keep saying this, that, you know, I just lo- love the way that she conduct herself mm-hmm. was really good. And that's a big thing for me to be honest, to see a woman conduct themselves in public like that. And just her mannerism too play mm-hmm. a big part of it. And then, right. and then she had a very beautiful smile too. Thank you, baby. You know, so that's led me to uh, attract her. And then it's, it's, it's kind of ironic that people at the job already knew already mm. that we were going to connect it. Well, yeah. Seriously. They, had, even, they yeah. had already planned our wedding. Uh-uh. They were like, I mean, um, our supervisor knew about it. Yeah. Our friend of us knew about it. And, you know, hey, you know, I'm not trying, you know. I was like, I'm just trying to. Trying to get into I'm get just trying to get up. in this. I ain't trying to do nothing long term. <laughs> long term. So. But they knew uh, already. They already knew already. Mm-hmm. And um, we decided <laughs> to, you know, I was working out. And, you know, she kind of liked my body. And I was, you know, I was fit. You were a little fit. You were in your 30s doing something. You know, I I look good. We got married very, you know, definitely not at 21. I was 28. 28. We have eight years, eight eight years age difference between us. I'm rocking the boat. Rock the boat? Yeah. I got to, well, you know, you were, you were my sugar daddy. Uh, <laughs> now you're my, you know, now, now you know. Times wow. is hard. You look like my little stevia daddy. Well, you know, we sugar run out of the bed. We so. light on sugar. <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at the that. sugar run out of the bed. But at least there's some sugar. <laughs> well, sugar left. But sugar that's all. Yeah, that's why we met and um, we 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 dated. Yeah, and, and then you know, every morning I would call her when she's work out. I say, Hey, what kind of coffee you want? On a Saturday, I bought her coffee and bring it over. And the day that I was off, I would go to hang out with her. And I uh, brought her some breakfast and shit and chat and stuff like that. So I mean, you were a good quarter. You were a really good quarter when it came hmm. to to winning me over and and just so polite. And one of the things that really solidified it was he was so such a gentleman, and I hadn't had that before. And I wasn't looking for it. You know, he would open the doors and. He would call and ask if I needed something, if I was okay. He would come right. to my job site when I was working, when he wasn't, and just hang out um, right. during his time. And right. so that was really, that was really sweet. I think it was just the genuineness that I saw. Right, and that's how we met. That's how yeah. we met. Nice. Yeah. A man's oh, man. man. I like man's that. Man. I like that. Okay. Sometimes just the little things that just warms our heart. Yeah. Just the, He just wore me down one little sweet gesture at a time. Right. I know. I, I, my body kind of want her down. I know about that. I love muscle. <laughs> Thank God for memories. It, it's giving me um, it's giving me um, family matters with Steve Urkel, with Lauren. How you always I'm wearing wear you down, baby. I'm wearing you down. That's it. That's it. You know, y'all have it. two lovely kids too. But you know, there's a question that comes to mind. There's two questions that come to mind. Well, three. Mm-hmm. Um, first is. You know, Pastor Pedro, normally when, you know, persons that leave it from Jamaica, they usually go to like the hot spots, like the New York, the Florida, California, some regard, or they just go, you know, when they go foreign, right? They, they go to certain hot spots. How did you find yourself over there compared to the other hot spots for normal um, mm-hmm. Jamaicans or other, you know, per- people from the, you know, Caribbean? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. How'd you get to Kentucky? Yeah. 
Yeah, that is odd for a Jamaican to me. It's not normal. It's not. It's like a Jamaican in Texas. It's like really. Right, but you know, it, uh, it's 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 interesting you said that because when God began to call me into the ministry, I got saved in 1992. Well, here, but you were in New York. You I was here in here. New York, right? And oh, I didn't know anything about Louisville, Kentucky, okay. until I met Reverend Ketchin, who told me about Boys Bible College in Louisville, Kentucky. And I said, okay, uh, I go check it out and apply for it. And my mom went down there with me um, for weeks. She spent a week with me. And then, you know, and that's where I've been there for 20 years. But you originally, when you came from Jamaica, y'all started in the Bronx. In the Bronx, yeah. right. In oh, the Bronx. Okay. Right. Down, right. Down Bronx. But no, but you know, I don't get that privilege to go to England. Oh, <laughs> no, I came, nice. I came to the Bronx. You came to the Bronx. Well, 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 Bronx. I, I thought when you, your your first trip of foreign was to Kentucky. I'm like, that's not yeah. normal at all. But okay. Yeah. Listen, no, yeah. Yeah, you grew up in the Bronx, and right. then young the adult, Bronx. you came to Kentucky. I've been here. I spent nine years in the Bronx uh -huh. when I came here, and then transitioned with my conversion experience yeah. and what God was doing to go to, to seminary. Go to seminary. Okay. Okay. And then Louisville, Kentucky has um, Southern Baptist. It's one of the largest uh, theological seminaries, and so he ended up going there. Right. Okay. Very and then I, I was in Kentucky because I had a girlfriend that lived there. I had no idea about it. And, and she so, was doing modeling, too. One yeah. of the reasons why I brought you there, you was modeling. Well, that was another part, too. Yeah. Okay. Watch you. Watch you. <laughs> um, and then the, the second uh, question, and then we'll roll into some of the other questions that we have. Yeah. Um, let's talk about a little bit of your podcast and what you guys you know stand on and, and its principles and so on and so forth. You know, what is your guys' podcast truly consist of coming from you both? Mm. Well, it's church folks be talking and we talk about real experiences, real, real people, people, real relationships. Real relationships. And it's really birthed out of you know, I I read something one day that most great things are birthed out of pain or are birthed out of suffering situations and it's truly where it came from. Um I had a couple of just issues and as a person coming from Kentucky and Indiana where all of my family was, we literally were uprooted and we came to New York city for him to do ministry mm. and it was his hometown, not mine. And so I experienced our family really experienced a lot, just really getting adjusted. I always say we came to New York and he sold the idea and I'm thinking we're doing sex in the city you know, I love fashion. I'm in modeling. I'm about to go to Fifth Avenue. I'm about to get in here and, and lights, camera action. And I ended up, look, we ended up in North Bronx and it looked like The Wire. And I was like, yo, this, what? You know, and um, it was an experience all in itself. And so the the podcast is just a series of stories a series of experiences that we have both experienced together right, together. in church as a pastor and a wife that most pastor and wives don't want to share mm. um you know we talk about issues that we've had with members with mm. leaders um just trying to live and make a living you know pastors 
Love. Most parents are just on TV. They make millions of dollars. They got jets. We ain't got no jets. You know, we, we just trying to get to the metro. And so we're doing we're doing real work. And um, you know, it's it's about our experiences and and things. We we've, we've talked about the five love languages, how to grow in faith with each other. Enjoy. Um, we're going to start on a series. We're doing a series tomorrow about you know spiritual gaslighting and what that looks like. Gaslighting in the church and um. Then we're going to follow up with the Church Hurt series, yeah. helping unpack recognizable trauma. Recognizing trauma. Um, because there's a lot of that, and we want to yeah. talk about it um, because we've been through it. And I think it's easier to relate to people if they know that you've been through those things, the good and the bad. Right. I right? think about it, yeah, um, you know, for it's like the real, real, real experience, real, real people, people, real, real experiences, real relationships. I don't know. We want this podcast to be a platform where, as I said before, where people can come, hear our experience, can resonate with mm-hmm. our experience, and you know, provide means and hope restoration um, for them. Because so many people have been hurt, right? You know, and we have been hurt. To be quite honest with you, mm-hmm. I mean, tremendously. Um, and we want to, yeah, we just want to unpack that, we right? Just unpack that. And let people know that it's okay. It happens. It happens, and to let and them let's know, talk right. about it. Right, to let them know, you know, um, there's, there's hope beyond your pain. Mm-hmm. You know, so we want to provide this podcast as a platform where people can hear our experience, but more so that, you know, their life can be restored back to where God needs them to be. Because people are walking away from the church, and my wife and I have been talking about that tremendously mm-hmm. a lot. And uh, so what can we do? To and help? there's... um. There's suffering. That's purpose in your suffering. Right, purpose in your suffering. Yeah, we did. We just did um, last year a series on the purpose of suffering, and uh, so we want to uh, allow this podcast, this platform, be a place where people can hear. You know, my wife says something to me interestingly that few of her friends don't go to church. The only church they receive is us watching us watching our podcast. You know, I said, "Wow, that's that's amazing." That's Right. So we want this platform to be a place where, number one, Christ has been exalted. Number Mm -hmm. two, life will be restored. And number three, that people can know that, you know, there's life after. And we Mm. enjoy, we're we're not blasting church, but we're just giving real experiences uh, firsthand um, from a pastor and a first lady. Sometimes we're those relationships, those dynamics aren't approachable. And we're what you see is what you get. Yeah. We're act, we act like this in church on Sunday just as well. That's and so we're right. not what you see is what one you person on Sunday yeah. and a different person on right. Monday. And so we want to let you know that it's it's okay. And we want to bring our most authentic and transparent selves right. to the awesome. platform and the church. And as I always and it's say, okay. yeah, and it's okay. And I always say this, this will never be a platform that's going to blast members, blast preachers. No, this is never going to be. It's going to be a platform. No, because there are, there are, there are, there are a couple of things on social media where pastor come on and blast their members. Oh, no, not like that. No. So we, it's not no. going to be the best. It's true. No, that's, that's horrible. That's yeah. for selfish reasons. We're doing it for knowledge and education and, and awareness, yeah. right? It's therapeutic. It's therapeutic. Yeah. Grow so much. All right. Let's be your therapy. Fantastic. So we got to, you know, Put that out there for everybody, you know, as a soft plug to definitely tune in um, to their podcast. And I think at this point, now we want to get into 
a lot more of the meat and potatoes. I feel like we got into the nitty gritty already, but I feel like we need to get even deeper and asking some of these questions that we have for them. Yeah. All right, nitty and gritty. Okay, so what was the deciding factor for you to solidify this relationship for the long term? Either one of you can go first. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we were dating and, um, you know, I was going through some personal stuff myself and I kind of break off the relationship for six months. Mm. and um it felt like so much longer it felt so much so much longer it did and you know when when we when i decide to call it um temporarily quit for a while for six months you know i you know i really miss her you know i really miss this lady right here this woman here and you know uh as you know for six months i'm thinking wow so i decided you know what since i missed her so much i decided i went out Purchase a ring, a vintage ring, to propose to her. And um, matter of fact, even prior before that, we went on a picnic. Remember the picnic we went to the park, and I call you up and we that went was on a when picnic. we were dating. Though. Yeah, no. Just... Can I can I jump in? Let me jump. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me double dutch in right quick. We did. He, he did broke up. He was going through some. He was going through some things, and I wasn't ready to receive what he wanted to do and we were on two different paths mm-hmm. um long story short you you missed me but you were dating right no i wasn't dating you, you were know, until you now my wife would not believe me he invited you talking dating. about he invited some lady to church but they weren't dating i'm like who are you just randomly asking to church that's all i'm gonna say no, i wasn't Let's, dating let until me now she doesn't no. <laughs> but nevertheless I nevertheless i was i'll put it out there i no, was, she dating. was dating i ain't got time for it um but what what happened was I was actually on a date and this gentleman that I was with left me <laughs> while we were on the date. We were at a party and he I'm went sorry. out doing what he had to do. And so I wow. called Pedro. We hadn't talked since we broke up. I called him at like four o'clock in the morning and I said, can you come and get me? My date left me. Um, 20 minutes later, Pedro was outside and he nice. came to pick me up. Wow. And that was a Friday night. Um, he picked me up. He opened the car door, which the other gentleman never did. Mm. And that Saturday, we went to the picnic and we went out and just oh, kind of okay. caught up. I, okay, I probably missed that part. We out. caught up, <laughs> and then that Sunday, he took me to the mall and asked me would I marry him, and we got engaged. Yeah, that's solidified. And then that solidified right. our marriage. Yeah, solidified because I, I missed him deep. I truly. It was it was hard in them streets, just dating, you know, and you heard. Yeah, you know, yeah. knowing someone who truly, really cared about my well-being, mm-hmm. um, and got up at four o'clock in the morning, guys. Let's not forget that, and and came and got me. Um, really said, oh, he he really cares. Didn't ask a question. Just made sure I was okay. And two days later, we were engaged, mm-hmm. and we haven't left each other's side since. Wow, still so together. Still together. It took a breakup and um, somebody, I don't want to say dying and dash, but somebody like leaving you on a date to sleep. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Look at mm-hmm. that. That's crazy. That's unique. It's it not normal. It is very unique. And he didn't say, and he didn't even ask you about the date. Like, No, he was like, where are you at? And I'm, and then it's all this noise in the background. I'm like, just come on. Here's the here's the address. Come, you know, I have my little flip yeah, T-Mobile yeah, yeah. sidekick. I was like, I'm a sidekick it to you. Yeah. 
Not in questionnaire on about the date. My most important thing is just go and get her, pick her up. That's it. Man's man. Yes. Because the best thing was about her well-being. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. All right. So transitioning. I'll get me wrong now. If, if I'm on my shit, I'll chop him up if I see him on another shit. Once I have a cutlass ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I guess now following up with that, what would you say you've accomplished together as a couple then? Wow. Mm. You know, when we were at living in Louisville mm-hmm. and I remember my wife decided to want to go back to school for her master. And I'll let her tell you the, the, the details of oh. that because she didn't, you know, the amazing thing is that, she, <laughs> well, she wanted to go back and say, okay, yeah, baby, go ahead. And, you know, we have Zarin at that time. And Zola. I mean, Zola, excuse yeah. me. We had Zola at that time. And I said, it's okay. Cause I used to work third shift. I said, I take care of um, Zola. You go back to school and she finished her master with, um, with what? Summa cum laude? Summa cum laude, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I said to her, I said, you know, you need to go for your PhD. At that time, I was doing my PhD as well. Mm-hmm. And I said to her, you need to start to go for your PhD. And she kind of hesitated a little bit. I said, I you was need like, to for do what? It. Yeah, you need to. Yeah. You know, but I was said to my wife, I always see something in you. You know, my wife has a great, um, there's something about her, I, I told her that I, I saw that she, she had this ability to allow people to feel comfortable in her presence. Mm-hmm. And she engaged people easily, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said initially, my wife has really helped me tremendously um, how to interact with people and relate to people. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, after that, you know, I was doing my PhD. I quit that and still for a while and then went back to my doctorate of ministry. Yeah. Uh, we were doing that. I was doing that. And then... I wasn't doing that. We got we transitioned here to New York. I was still doing my doctorate. My wife was still in the PhD. Then I finished, and I said to her, "You you are going to finish your PhD." And she did yeah. it. And then uh, we collaborate together, right? Yeah. She helped me with mine, with my topic, and stuff like that, and vice versa. Yeah. We kind of collaborate together by encouraging each other, and then we finish. What of us? I finished in twenty seventeen. You finish in twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely we work to get each other finished academically. So he's got his PhD and no, that's me. That's I got you. my PhD in management, and you got your doctorate in ministry, ministry in theology. In theology. Yes, practical mm-hmm. theology. Mm-hmm. But one of the greatest thing I think that accomplishment is literally this. doing this podcast. We man, we love it. We really enjoy it. We really enjoy it. It's like our third. It can be our baby then, right? Can it be our third yeah. baby? The third one, indeed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I helped you, Chelsea. Sure, sure, okay. sure. Look, you sound like uh, you sound like Pedro for sure. Okay, I guess. Well, well, who was copying off me in sociology? Oh, uh, we was in the same class. Exactly. But were you were you copying off of me? 
Uh, yes. Okay, then. So, <laughs> still helping you. Okay. That was the easiest plug I learned, and I, I don't condone this because it's obviously it's against all college policies, but I took as much classes, it wasn't a lot, um, in college. I took as much classes with Deanne because she is a full-on nerd, so I would always just, you know, take some answers from her, her, her work. I wouldn't <laughs> definitely take some answers off her work because she was very nerdy, and I was kind of like, I'm just here just because I need to be here. Okay, so Spanish class, so you just took some answers too? I mean, we met in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but who cheating. became better in Spanish? I helped him I helped him pass his Spanish tests and stuff. So okay. Well who became better wow. in Spanish? Wow. Wow, that's awesome. It's a question. But Kamar became better in Spanish in the real world. Big credit, big credit to the wifey. Grande, grande, grande credit. Grande. (laughs) Yes, Spanish is actually like a really big thing to us um, in our relationship, just because Spanish. Um, So yeah, that that was us. You know, we we you know took classes. Yeah, it's great. That's that's the best thing when couples learn how to support each other and see Mm -hmm. where you can support. Doesn't mean that you have to do the work for the other person, but like. Show some kind of way of supporting, you know. Right. That's beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I it wouldn't is. have. I wouldn't have been able to finish my degree, my doctor degree, without his support. Um, just I, I've wanted to quit multiple multiple times. Oh my and god! He, you're gonna, you know, yelling. You're gonna finish this. Get up, do it. I'm just like, nope. I'm done. You know. Um, but without that push, I would have been. Yeah, we need that push. I would have been we an ABD yeah. and just been happy with getting that far. Yeah, because I'm ready to take cry. Oh, I said no, 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 no. You're gonna finish this thing mm-hmm. because we came too far. Came too far, and too much money. That's <laughs> true. We, we ain't wasting not a morsel, not a coin. Not too much, but you know, but we we really collaborate with each other. Uh, we support each other mm-hmm. because you know. When you when you when you when you work together something for something about it your spouse, makes it so much better. You know, you want to push that because at the end of the day, we all benefit, right? Because right. the Bible said the two become one, and because um, mm-hmm. she made me a better person, so we continue to push each other. And there's no competition. There's no, no competition. competition. There's none. Really, they, you know, they, if he wins, I win. If I win, he wins, right. and that's how we we look at it. If he exactly. eating, I'm eating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we always say that because guess what? The check still comes to the house, all right? That's right, that's right. So, as <laughs> everybody, knows, <laughs> everybody knows, at this point, you can't say you don't know. Make sure you address them. Don't literally address them, but maybe Dr. Pastor and Dr. First Lady. Nothing, nothing different. That's how you gotta do it. Dr. Frank is where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, going into the next question, now, Danny. So, how has your faith influenced your relationship? Mm. That's a big one. Mm. That's a big one. You mm. know, I tell you, my wife, we were on the journey. We are on the journey. On the journey. And let me tell you something. I can literally say this without any reservation. I've seen my wife transform before my eyes. Because mm. there's things I wanted to do. You know, when we were dating or marriage stages to, you, know, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that. But God has to shut me down and um, and allow me to allow my wife to grow. Mm-hmm. Not according to my expectation, but according to her 
development in the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, um, her faith, sometimes I question myself, man, I got to be careful because this lady might supersede my own belief yeah. in God. Mm-hmm. You know, but our faith in God is very strong. Yeah. And it's very important because without God, we would not be here sitting in front of you and talking with you, mm. you know, with the experience that we've been through, literally. Yeah. And God has really, the Holy Spirit has really glued us together. Um, the moment we talk about, you know, do we need to give up, finish with this, you know, even in the ministry, mm. you know, I said, no, we're going to trust God. We're going to believe in God. God brought us here. We're going to trust him no matter what. Yeah. Um, to the point that we were ready to call it quit, um, to leave by the end of the year. <laughs> of last year. Of last year. Just to go back, go back to Indiana. Go back to Indiana. Some other situation was transpired. But, you know, and I tell you, her tenacity in her faith, and not a step back and let God do what God does. Yeah. I think and, it's an, it's important um, the lesson that I've learned, if if the head of your household isn't directly connected to God, then everything else falters. Um, I am only as strong in my faith as I am because of him. And because I have his example, I know that it's worth continuing to move forward with. Um, mm-hmm. w- one of the reasons we broke up was because he had a vision that he wanted to be a pastor. He had a vision that he was going to be in the ministry. And I wasn't in a place ready. to receive that. You know, I, I wasn't trying to be a pastor's wife. You know, I was still up in them streets <laughs> trying to do my thing. And my biggest argument was, well, you're not a pastor yet. I'll change doing what I'm doing when you get there. Mm. Um, and it took an incident to say, you're not ready at all. And so I'm, I have to let you go. And I really had to reevaluate myself. Mm. Now, when we got back together, did I automatically get shipped into shape? no. Right. Um, and that right. was a lot of our, a lot of the cantankerousness with us throughout our early part of the journey, especially here in New York. I feel like we got married over again when we moved to New York because <laughs> it was such a brand new experience yeah. and we had to relearn everything. Um, and he would say, well, you got to do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. And I was just like, chill. I'm, I'm by myself here. Let mm. me figure my, my life out. Um, but uh, as we continue to grow and I continue to see him never give up, never, never fall to never fail. Yeah. When I'm like, I'm done. Let's, I'm going home. I'm calling my mama. <laughs> I'm packing the girls up. We're out of here. You know, and he's like, hold still. This is what God promised. Mm-hmm. Um, and have we seen what he's ultimately planned for him to have? No, but we know that we're making strides. And I had to just give up the ghost and say, you know what? God's not going to bless either one of us unless I get my life together. Until we um, get together. Well, your life is together, but I, I feel like sometimes I was the anchor holding down the ship yeah. in order to let it float. And so mm-hmm. I just had to really realize that if this is what he is promised and he's continuing to hold fast, um, I need to do my part as well. Yeah. Um, I, I would be faithless if he wasn't here. I would be those people that says, Oh, I'm spiritual and I don't have to do this. And I, I believe, but I question. Um, but he he holds it down. He yeah. we have Monday night family devotions. You know, we he leads our Bible study on Wednesdays. And he actually is an example. He's a walking example of what he says. And most people aren't. And because he says what he he practiced, literally what he preaches, that says, okay, you're you're doing right. 
and that encourages me to do better. Right. And then I and I have to learn. Look, I'm giving you that. Yeah, no, no, you're right. I'm okay. giving you thank you so much. I, I have to learn to <laughs> you know, I, I'm I have like, to but learn, you don't add on to no, that. I, that's that's some good best stuff thing right there. To this, uh, is no, an all natural get on the God ring company. For sure. And, and let God like does ginger, what God does. For sure. orange peel, and when I did that, in oh, for me, so yeah. I've God just Yeah, you gotta let your spouse grow up. You have to let them grow so on their own. I had so to have my own relationship with God. I couldn't just, I couldn't three way it in with God and Pedro and jump on the line. It's like, you gonna give me some of that too? You know, I had to have a direct phone call connection as well. And so once I was able to do that, it it made And then we pray together. We pray together. We definitely, that's a key factor that we. We pray. I'm telling the devil gets us right before these podcasts because we'd be so angry at each other and, <laughs> and mad for no apparent reason. And then we got to be like, yo, what's up? And I'd be like, <laughs> I'm still mad at you from 15 minutes ago. Oh, Lord. But you know, the great thing about it is that the be petty that stuff just to get us right, unhinged. It's, you the, know? it's our faith in Christ. Big time. You know, and that is important. Not so we don't have our ups and downs, we do. And our family looks, our families do not go to church. Mm. And are not church goers, and so they kind of look at us and our struggles and everything, and say, "Y'all still hold? Y'all still doing that? Y'all still trying yeah. to do that life?" And we're like, "Yeah." So hopefully, our 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 story helps them know that God yeah. is real. Yeah, and faith is worth it, right? It's worth everything, right? Got you, got you, got is. Okay, all right. What a power packed answer. Thank you. Thank yes. you. Appreciate it. I know that's going to be edited down, but get the good parts. <laughs> no, 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 That was definitely very powerful. Okay. Like, <laughs> um, like what Pastor Pedro said, he had to get out the way and let God do his work. Because, you know, mm-hmm. as much as a man plans in his heart, right? God is the one that has the last. We determined the end. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Come last on now. Bit. Come on. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you want, it's what he wants to do for your life. But you gotta Amen. allow him Amen. to do it and say, you know what, That's God, you, you know when they say Jesus take the wheel, yeah, tell him, take the wheel. Look. And That's my wife phrase now. That's my that's my phrase all day. Look, my hands off. Right. Yeah. Jesus be your electric Tesla. Go ahead and take it. <laughs> Autopilot. Exactly. All right. So um transitioning now into that, you know. Obviously, there's kids involved, and kids kids are a blessing from the Lord, so we always appreciate them. Uh, we always kind of say the more, the merrier, but then we say the more, the more costly. Um, but how has your relationship with each other changed since the kids have been born? Wow, wow. Well, one of the, um, I would say, initially when when we got married and Zola was born, um Frankie mom has played a very paramount picture in our mm-hmm. um, dating because she was there. And we was had the able, grandparents. Yeah, we had the grandparents. So it was able for us to to date, go on date. And, you know, and one of the things, as my wife said, you know, we used to do exercise together, run together and stuff like that. Well, one of the things, too, um, that I really love about your guys' relationship, you've been together for eight years and mm-hmm. then you had children. Adrian and I were married not even a year, and we had Zola. No, we dated for three years. Stop. Married. No, married. Okay. Yes. We were, Zola was there at yeah. our wedding. Yeah, she was okay. there in the womb. Um, in the womb of our wedding. So we never got to be married um, without children. Right. And so we had to 
we really had to do it simultaneously. We had to have children, grow up, be married, figure out how to do that all at one time. Um, and so it was, it was quite difficult to get to learn each other um, because we were in the honeymoon phase and then we got married. And so I'm getting to know who this cat is and have a kid at the same time. Have a kid at the same time. Um, so that, that was always a struggle. That was always a struggle. Um, so our, right. our number one advice always to new people is enjoy your marriage enjoy first. Your mind, right. Get enjoy to know who you married and then cool. realize and then have children later. Um, but the grandparents paid a, a big one. And a like I said, part, when we moved right. to New York, we got married all over again. It was a whole the new, marriage. Again, the new marriage. We didn't have anyone right. to really depend on. We had no one really to call on. So it was just us. Just us. Even though my, my relative here, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was challenging going on dates. <laughs> because but New York is a beast. You know, everybody's doing everything. Right. People it's work 24 easy. hours a day. And so yeah. where are you going to plug your kid in that? And then me being a new parent, um, not knowing my family that well, I don't know you like that. Right. Um, I don't know if I can let you go or she can go over there yet by right. herself. Right. I wasn't right. comfortable with that. Um, oh, my God. What was the question? Was our life change like? Yeah. Um, was our life? But the kids comes into the picture. But, you know, mm-hmm. and then we work smarter, not harder. Smarter, well, not harder. But yeah. even Darren came on, came on the scene. Um, we were able to, you know, we always make sure that Friday. Yeah. Now that the kids are in school, kids Fridays are, school, are our Friday day. Friday become a day where we spend time with each other. Because yeah, he doesn't work on Fridays. I don't work on Fridays. And I don't have, I don't work on Fridays. Right. And so when, as soon as we drop the kids off, we're gone all day. Gone for breakfast. We go to, gone. we go to breakfast. We go hang out. We go do something. Right. Um, that's really our day. We, we really recently our spend day. our podcast on Fridays. We'll do that. And then we'll get out the house and do something before we pick the kids up. Um, right. And so we, we find ways to do that, uh, to, to be crafty with our date nights. Um, right. Now that we're about to have a 13-year-old, she's little does she know, she's about to be watching these kids. Right. And we about to be out this door. You know, I, 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 I tell you, I, I said this about We about, about to be wife. out this door. I said it about my wife. Okay. I, one thing I love about her, you know, she's a, it's a very, um, what I want to say, a person who, who does things spontaneously. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really love when I when we do get this moment on date, you know, we went to the jazz. Oh my goodness, I just love it, mm-hmm. love it, just spending time with her. I mean, you know, we don't get that in, very often, but yeah. still, we're in New York City, and there's so much to do here. So much to do. Yeah. Um, and so we really try to to tr- experience everything for the first time together. Right together. You know, so that's yes. that's the biggest thing. But it's it's a struggle. Um, you know, we talked about the love languages and um, our, our intimate time that gets challenged mm-hmm. as well um, because we got these kids up in here. They right across the hall. You know, I can't even go to the bathroom without little fingers underneath the door. So just talk about we right. waiting on them to go to bed and they'll never go to sleep so mm-hmm. we can enjoy our time. Right. But um, we, we make it work. We're making it our work. Fr- Fridays are, right. we get everything in on Friday. Get everything on Friday. As, okay. as much as we can. Oh boy, do we wait for Fridays. Oh, Friday's good though. Fridays yeah. are amazing. It has a benefit. Just right. <laughs> I like I like that um what she both said about for um couples out there to just enjoy each other being married, you know, and just wait before they have um their first kid. Because normally, you know, it's customary, like what you see on TV and you know, yeah. movies. Jump like, right in. Yeah. The honeymoon, that's when the the babies get the baby gets conceived on the honeymoon, right? And then she comes back. Find out, oh my gosh, we're pregnant. And it's like they didn't even get a chance to really 
enjoy the actual marriages yet mm-hmm. or enjoy each other, get to know each other. Because mm-hmm. again, we all got to be careful who we have kids with. Let's be real now. You know? That's the truth. And it's better. And if you're to... Russian, you don't know. You don't yeah. know. That, exactly. that mask doesn't come off. And then when you actually get to know that person, you're like, okay. And time goes on. Okay, I, I can really see you being a, a mother of my kid, or I can see you being a father to um to my kid. You know, and when you actually get to know that person, but when it's not, when you don't really know them, and then you get the kid, and he's like, and then they, you know, things happen and on a negative route. It's like, dang, I should have waited. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's just it's a way to just play it smart, like what you said, work smarter, not harder, and be intentional about your mm-hmm. date night. That's how you keep the spark alive, keep the passion going in your relationship. You know, you don't forget about each other and keep the love flowing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which which definitely could be difficult with, with kids. Um, yes. We're so focused on them. And sometimes we have to tap right? out. Yeah, yeah. We got to tap out and say, don't, what, what about us? When have we had our time together? Or yeah. even when have you had your time to just relax? When have I had my time to relax? That's mm. equally as important too. Right. So we can recharge and then come back together for each other. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right, right. That's how we said we like scheduling. Scheduling is yeah, important. Scheduling is important. Yeah, scheduling is important. Okay. All right. So you want to go ahead with the next question? So after being married for 14 years, right? Would you recommend marriage to other couples? Mm. Yikes. You want to go first? Well, I you see, know my answer. I see, but to pray hard. And ask <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Well, no, seriously, though. But seriously. Um, it's so complex. It all depends on the circumstance. To be honest with you, um, it depends on the couple too, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what I would say, I say yes, I would encourage them. Mm. It, it can be marriage is beautiful, it really is. It's hard work, but the reward is so so great, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I remember this book we 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 read. We did. They said if you're going to marry, um, what what the guy said? Is it Gary Thomas? No, yeah, Gary, not Gary Thomas. Had the other guy book. Gary Chapman. Yeah, no, yeah, Gary Thomas. Mm-hmm. He, he says something very profound in marriage that if you want to get married, you know, um, he said it. Do I know ministry. It, but yeah, I, I know it. Marriage said. is your ministry. Marriage is your ministry. But yeah. if you don't want to get married, if you want to do ministry, if you don't want to do ministry, don't get married. That's what he said. Something like that. If you don't want to do ministry, don't get married. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get married, if you want to do ministry, then marriage will be your ministry. We gotta find. That's the paraphrase that a little yeah. bit. And it really is. It really, yeah. I think it's a very profound thing that, you know, marriage work on you. And I'll, I'll definitely encourage that person. But, you know, I have to say to them, are you ready? I um, think, oh, go ahead. Mentally, psychologically, mm-hmm. spiritually, and financially mm. as well. You know, uh, because it does play, all those four areas play a big part in your marriage. And if you know you're not ready, then I would not encourage you to, to get married. I know a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who are later in age. I'm in my 40s, and they're like, oh, he's, I just can't wait. He's going he's to come. I can't wait for him to get here. You know, he's going to be the person. And I think to myself, well, if you treat real people not nice, how are you going to treat, how are you going to get your husband and treat him you, better you know and later in life i have a lot of friends who are have been married we all got married around the same age around our 20s and they're divorced and so now they're looking to get remarried and it's hard um because people are set in their ways people have lived their own lives 
So from my standpoint, getting married young, yes, I would say that's great and love it. But as you get older and you're already established and things like that, it can be difficult because you have to say, are you willing to compromise? My, my very, very best friend wants to wants a relationship, but then she's like, I don't want to submit to anybody anymore. I don't want to compromise anymore. Right. I look at you and Pedro and I don't want to, I don't want to have to take the chicken out and let it unthaw. <laughs> you know, I don't want to have to be responsible to do these things for somebody else anymore. Yeah. And then you have to say, well, is marriage your goal? What do you, what do you really want? You just want someone mm-hmm. to cuddle with for the rest of your life? Or do you want to submit? Because it's about compromise mm-hmm. and marriage isn't marriage is lovely. But marriage is work. And, you know, if you ask one person over the other, you're, you're going to get two different sides of the coin mm-hmm. with that because he, he he loves the love part. But then I see the work part. Right. And I know everyone's not cut out for it, um, especially now. It, there's so much people want to have their own identity and they, they want their own bank accounts and they want to do these things themselves. And you have to realize I have to give some of myself to you. I have to be vulnerable to you. And if I don't want to let my walls down, then what's the point? Right. Then y'all just be Goldie Hawn and homeboy and y'all be just in a union for 35 years and have nothing connected, which is fine. But, but what message benefit? is that right. sitting? Right. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it has to be, um, are you ready? So I, I would say think about it. Think about it. Pray about you know? it. Especially for Christians, too. If you plan to get them, make sure you, you, that you hear it from God. Don't don't rush, as that don't TikTok says, yeah. says. Don't rush. But one thing my wife said is being vulnerable, right? And to own up to your own mistake. I, I If you're not willing to own up to your own mistake, then marriage going to really... Don't be getting that. Don't be right. looking at that plank in my eye while you got that splinter right. sitting up in yours. Because one of the things I've learned in our, you know, in our, in our marriage is that when I, my wife attests to it that when I do mess up, I really go back to her and apologize immediately. You're so good about that. You know, immediately. But so, I ain't going to say that. Yeah. No, she don't say anything. She's so I'd be mad for months. <laughs> and he's the one that comes and is the reconciliator. Yeah. I give a lot of kisses until, you <laughs> know, until I wind her down. Wear, wear, wear me down. Wear me down. You know, I just got to remind her the type of guy she used to marry. So I go back to the gym and work on to reignite. But it, require, it requires but, uh, it requires sacrifice. Yeah, it, it's real, it requires sacrifice. Humility. And That's humility. what you were That's saying. You can't humility. go into a marriage not being humble. Not being humble. And if you don't want to be humble, you don't need to be married. Right, right. Oh. right. Okay. Good answer. Great answer. Great answer. We agree. Marriage takes work. It's not about the wedding, which is one, the first day. It's about the lifelong journey of the union. So definitely takes work. So please take your time, do your due diligence in terms of not scholastically, but, you know, personally on what you need to do to be ready for that journey personally. And then obviously Mm -hmm. your significant others should do the same. Yeah. Do your research. Exactly. It's a personal preparation and then it's a preparation together as a couple. Boom. And like know what your your intentions are. Like like what Kamara said, is it just for you to have this luxurious wedding and to take nice photos? Like, is that what it is? Like, or do you have real intentions? Like, I wanna see this person with me for the long term and we grow old together. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. brother said it's cheaper to keep her. So you might as well make it work. <laughs> <laughs> They've been married 35 years. Like, this is cheaper to keep her. Okay. (laughs) Good, good question. (laughs) 
Um, hey, 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 there's a plug to that because dates are expensive. I think that right. it's the average date costs like $100 or $200. 100 bucks. I guess. Yeah. Over $100, the average date. Depends on date. where you're at. Depends on where and you're if you're at. dating, dating, looking, 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 hey, it gets real expensive. You may have to start saying, hey, girl, what you want on the dollar menu at McDonald's? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> can, I, can I supersize that joint? That's right. What's up with that? Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. So second to last question to ask you both, um, as a minority couple, what has marriage taught you in terms of culture and your own people? Ooh. You know, I tell you what the marriage taught me. As, as a, as a Jamaican. As a Jamaican, as a, you know, because I'm a Jamaican, born and raised in Jamaica. She born in Gary, Indiana. So the culture is diametrically challenging, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because as a Jamaican, you know, we, we as Jamaican people, we're so proud Pride. and we're so prideful. Yeah. Yep. You know, and so so one other thing I've learned is that, you know, if, if, if I'm not willing to understand her culture, her perspective, then you know, you, you, it's like as as Gary Chapman say, you speak in two different language, mm-hmm. and if you're not willing to come come in the middle to understand each other language, then it's not going to work. Because there's thing about her culture that I need to understand. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't understand it, I may violate those things and and demean her demean her in the process. Mm. And and vice versa, right? Yeah. So, you know, trying to understand her background, who she is as a person, mm-hmm. as an African-American, and what I bring and what she bring in, it, it really enhances our our marriage and our relationship. Yeah. It's definitely fun to, to teach our children uh, about our, our culture um, because they see two, they see two black people and they're like, okay, this is it. But we're really an intercultural marriage. You know, right. he has his born and raised and steeped in a culture that is his as I, I have Southern roots in Mississippi. So I am a Southern girl. You know, we were just talking about new years and traditions. We need our black eyed peas. We need our greens. We need to put our dime in our crock pot. You know, my mom was very superstitious and we, have a lot of different things that we we celebrate that are traditionally African American, mm-hmm. right? That sometimes can be dismissed because his culture doesn't see that as important. And so it's important to not only say, well, Pedro, I like to do this because of this. Mm-hmm. And this right. is what this means to me. This is what my family has always done. And you know, it's it's been a struggle sometimes because we'll be like, okay. You know, I don't get it. I don't. We don't do that. It's not important. And vice versa, um, yeah. And, vice and versa. so we have to bring that. Even right. just same thing as foods. Right. Uh, but when he lived in Kentucky, we really didn't do Caribbean food because I guess it wasn't there. But boy, when we came to New York, all over, was, it was all over the place. And so he was he was back in Caribbean heaven, and I'm struggling trying to find trying to find a, a piece of fried chicken somewhere. Don't you love that hackstail, though. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I wasn't complaining too hard, but every now and then I was people were like, Well, you know, you're black. You might want to go to Harlem to find what you're looking for. Oh, and I was yeah. like, Oh yes, I need fried ch- I need my greens, I need this. And he didn't quite understand what I was missing. Um right. because he was where he was at. You know, he was back at his helm and I wasn't. And so 
we got to talk to our kids about the the differences and and we we celebrate the cultures but definitely being born and raised in two different households and two different cultures sometimes it can be difficult yeah it's but, been difficult um i always say we're not interracial or interracial couple we're an intercultural couple and those in themselves bring challenges because i'm Hey, we, we don't speak the same languages sometimes. How we how bring up our children and how we celebrate different things. Right, right. Even went to Mississippi, I see the dynamic down south. Oh yeah, um, culture. Oh yeah, and I said, man, I was amazed. Oh yeah, amazed. So, like I said, you know, we have to learn each other and respect each other idiosyncrasy and you know cultural relationship. And just kind of break it down to why we do things we do. One of the major things, and we'll I keep it brief, is I'm I'm African American, of course. I'm part of a sorority. I'm part of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And we've just recently celebrated our Founders Day yeah. of 103 years of service and scholarship. And when he comes to Indiana with me and I'm, you know, Z fine and I'm in my blue and white and I'm hugging my frat brothers, he's like, what is this? I I don't I don't understand any of this. Why is it why are you why are you touching him like that? Why are y'all doing this? Why is you know what is the importance? Yeah, of he did this? it did create on dynamic um, one time and I And he just yeah. he just didn't understand my love for it. But I'm like, this is a yeah. historically black thing that mm. has been passed on in all of my family. We're a part of this fraternity and sorority together. And so even at times I kind of get irritated. I'm like, our founders day, this is my this is my twenty third anniversary of being in Zeta and he's like and I'm like you haven't congratulated me why are you why are you wearing all this blue and white and I'm like you have to educate yourself you have to be I want you to care about what I care about right you know? exactly I, I, I think that was on the and challenge it was a cultural me. thing yeah, and I really I really problem. got an attitude with it yeah she did an attitude but you know I, you know when I saw it on Facebook I, I told her Instagram oh it's your anniversary you did tell me happy founders I day I just happy founders day yeah yeah, so, so it's, it's just things it's like those, that. You know, it's those dy- dynamic when you come from a different culture. Yeah. And, you know, and try to understand. As I said. But not you know, to say that if you're Caribbean, you don't understand it anyway. But I mean, he went to the co- he went to a, a theological seminary. So they ain't got no sororities. No, nah, I, I went to BMCC. College. So they ain't doing nothing like They ain't checking uh, for nothing like nah. that on the yard. No way. So it's a big difference. I don't know. You know, as I told my wife, <laughs> these things don't really interest you. Interest me. I'm fine with so. that. And that's really? fine, but at the same time... But I time, want you to though, fake it till you make it. I, no, I'm not going to fake it. While but, we there, you better but, like it. <laughs> but you it, don't I, like it. But it's to understand, is to appreciate that part of her culture. Yeah, because yeah, I want my I girls mean, to be a part exactly. of that culture. And, you know, and so he's going to have to learn how to support that. And you know, I have to appreciate that and learn it. And, you know, so it's it's a journey. Long it's story. A journey. Long story long. It's a journey. It's we a talk journey. a lot. <laughs> you know, as we... Yeah, so as we wind down here, as we took down the trip to memory lane, <laughs> yes. Um, so as we wrap up here, what are some final like tips you would give to any couple out there, or any single out there that's just looking to have a long lasting marriage like you both? Hmm. I say run, run for your life. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Jackie, you're in a curse that no, um, um, if you want to grow, Keep God in your marriage. Keep God in your marriage. Keep, have them start there. Have them stay there. Don't let them go anywhere. And um, stay, you know, stay humble. Because mm, you don't have the answer to everything. Somebody's got to stay humble. You know, um, stay humble. And I say, if you want to grow, you know, the only way you can grow 
is to allow God to take you through the process. Mm. You know, um, marriage is a beautiful thing. It really is. It really is. I would say love your spouse unconditionally, faults and all, and realize that you can't change that person. Only God can. And the more that you push for that change, the further away you're going to push them. Right. And so in order to, and you have to let them be their true authentic self. Right. We've been in a marriage for 14 years and I just feel in year 13, I've become exactly who I want to be. And it's mm-hmm. because a lot of the time I've done it for the kids, started the marriage as the mom. And then we moved to New York, started a marriage as Pedro's wife. And so I became everybody but who I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And it is just at this point now, I know who I am and I love it. I am in love with, I'm saying what I want to say, whether you like it or not. Um, But I've become who I think the Lord has desired and and created me to be. Now, I know I'm adding probably a little more spice to that than I should, but um, as a union, a little little bit of all spice, maybe. Mm-hmm. And but as as we've came together as as a couple, you have to appreciate the good and the bad of of your spouse and and right. take that in and just really allow that person to grow. It's about evolution. We are not the same people that we started right. off as in year one. We are not the same people we started off as when we came here in two thousand fourteen, right? Right. right? And um, I think that's a good thing. It's a good thing, you know. I, I, I've heard. But said, allow yeah. allow your spouse to grow. To you, grow. you can't keep that person who they were. You know, Deanne is not going to be who she was when she was 21. You know, Kamar, you're not going to be who you were when you're 21. Right. Um, you can have that memory of that person, but be thankful that they're not because right. you've grown so much. You've become so much more mature in, in your faith and in who you are. And you're going to be parents. And so thank God you're not the person you were when you were 21, right? Yeah, um, I would be terrified. <laughs> right. That's it. But you know, I you said know? this year, there's two things in conjunction Enjoy the that, journey with you know, each other. The Bible says two become one. Mm-hmm. And you know, the way that you want to be treated, you need to be you know, treat your wife in that same way. So that's a tip I would leave for that person. Now, secondly, I heard mm-hmm. it said this. I'll never forget it. And I heard this preacher say, it's like God bringing two imperfect persons together mm-hmm. for them to be perfected in Christ. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget about that one. And it really is. It's yeah. bringing two people from diametrical different culture, yeah. different backgrounds, socioeconomic, yeah. and then becoming one in Christ to perfect them to be yeah. with God. So, and, you know, and learn to, and one thing I will say, you keep adding if, on. if you mess up, Apologize. Please, somebody. Apologize. Mm-hmm. You know, own up to your wrong. Apologize. Yeah. Because I know I couldn't be the person I am today without Pedro. Hands down. I wouldn't I wouldn't be who I am without his support and his love. I would be a hot, ratchet mess. And so um I am so thankful for his guidance, getting me where I am. Um and I think that I've made him a better person. I think he told me that I made him a better person. And I sure appreciate that. Um, but it's all about helping each other evolve right. and becoming their and that's best the key. selves. That's the key. That's the key. That's the Fair key. enough. We're still growing. Still growing. We're going to be in a different place in another 10 years, but we'll be together. I tell her this, listen, you ain't going to leave me. We're going to see each other for eternity. You ain't going nowhere without me, bro. I tell you that. Mm. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is I hear beautiful. That. I hear that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, there's something I, I, um, I need you to say, Ben. 
Uh, <laughs> awkward pause. Silence. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Will your cup gonna run over? I said it in the beginning of the interview. If you didn't remember, I remember. You, I thought you was gonna say it again. You can say it again then. My cup runneth over. Yes. <laughs> I started the yes. interview with my cup runneth over. So for me to repeat it, I, it was already said. So okay. it's a yeah. So I definitely appreciate you both answers and just your perspective on everything. That was just nicely said. Mm-hmm. Nicely said. Well, thank you guys for having us. Really. No, thank you for coming on with us and, and just bestowing such wisdom um, upon the podcast and even on us again. Yes. Right? And it's it's just interesting um, your your goal for your podcast. Your church for church folks be talking because we recently read in our Bible study on Tuesday when it was talking about just, I think we were, we were reading Titus. Titus, yes, we were reading Titus. And it was talking about it's a responsibility of the elders um, to spread their wisdom to the youth. And that's mm-hmm. what you both are doing. Like you're spreading your wisdom and your knowledge and what you know um, to inspire the youth because without um, the wisdom of, of you both like where where would the youth be right mm-hmm. like we need our elders we need people that have been through it know the knowledge and we can just seek them out for guidance because you ever notice that almost every scripture talks about wisdom in the bible it's about wisdom it's like don't act foolish seek mm-hmm. guidance wisdom yeah and I think that's it. And we definitely don't want people to go down the road that we've been down if, if we can help it. If we can help. Um, and so our goal is to be their safety net to say, you got two, you got a fork. I'm going to tell you to go left because guess what? We went right. Mm. And let me show you why left is way better than right. And be authentic. That's the yeah. key. Authentic yes. in what you do. Yeah. Be yes. crazy authentic, crazy transparent, radically mm-hmm. authentic is important. Radical. Very good, very good. Well, thank you again for coming on. Um, thank you for having you. us. We're thank so you guys. Pleasure. Absolute pleasure. It's like definitely you said. been a pleasure. Very therapeutic, right? Mm-hmm. Could we say it's relational? It's sensational. <laughs> to bring the it's relational. Yes. Inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. so to everyone out there, have a great day, a great evening, a great night, and wherever you are in the world. Stay blessed. Yes. Be well. Amen. Peace. Keep letting this be your year. God bless.